Hey, what's going on? This is DJ Sports. We're back again with another episode. I got my co-host Reese with here, here, and we're talking about everything that's going on tomorrow. Championship Sunday. We got the four best teams in the league left uh, battling for a spot in the Super Bowl. Reese, I don't. I'm excited for these games. You know, I, I really think these are the four best teams left. Yep, four best teams. Probably the best uh, quarterback matchups that we could ask for. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun this weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. And as always, you can remember us to follow to follow us on uh, all of our social media pages, TJ Sports Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, reach us for any questions at our email, djsportspod at gmail.com, and we'll answer on the show. Uh, so before we jump into f- some football, let's jump into some beer for the beer segment. <laughs> what do you got for us today, Reese? Um, I actually got another one of my uncle's beer um, from Oklahoma City. It's a new one. And this is the, you know how I told you he had one that he like worked with, um, I think the Frenzy IPAs that we tried on last, or not last time, but um, those Frenzy IPAs he had just worked with. And then this Angry Scotsman is the brewery that he's actually the brewmaster at. So this is the Angry Scotsman IPA. So it's got a little fun little guy. That looks like um, Willie from uh, The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. I never even noticed that. So, yeah, what about you? What do you have? So, um, this is interesting. I never had this one before. 805 Cerveza from uh, Firestone. So, I guess it's like 805's take on like a Mexican beer. Mm. Um, yeah, it says brewed with lime. So, I'm really interested to see how it tastes. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never even seen that one before. That's a cool yeah. one to grab. Yeah, so when I went, what was at the store, like, um i just saw it on the side i'm like oh looks interesting i haven't had that so it just let's see yeah i mean i would say tastes exactly what you would expect from a mexican beer yeah like spot on mm-hmm <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that video. It's like this lady, she's like taking sips of like different tall cans and she's like guessing. Yeah, and she gets them all perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> that one's so funny. So I thought of that because I was like, man, if, if someone did that, if I had that test between like Modelo, uh, Tecate and this, I'm like, I don't know if I could tell the difference because this, looks, <laughs> this tastes really hey, similar. I was going to say, that's saying a lot, man. 805 did a pretty good job. Though. Where are you going to rate it? This is good. I, I actually really enjoy the 7.2. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a big fan of 805. Um, they're in the OG. So, yeah. I mean, if you like 805, you'll definitely like this. If you like Mexican beer, you'll like this. You know, uh, maybe it's not, you know, as pure as uh, for the purists who are like really like, you know, staunch. On yeah. Their, it has to be like a certain way or something. But, you know, I th- mm-hmm. I, as for me, someone who likes beer i think it's pretty good nice yeah i'm I'm actually might have to try those out maybe throw a lime in there you know <laughs> right um can't hurt yeah this ipa i actually you like the frenzy ipa a lot right the last one that we had from my uncle mm-hmm. yeah. yeah this one, honestly this one i think this one's a lot better to be honest this is it's another like west coast ipa but it's a little bit it's like 
I always want to say earthier, but that normally just means, I think they normally say that that's like piney or whatever, but this one's actually like really clean. So I'm going to rate it like, a, I'm going to go like a 7-7. Seven, seven. Okay, nice. Yeah, this is a good one. I got to give my uncle a shout out on that. Angry Scotsman in Oklahoma City. I don't know if anybody can buy it, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do this. All right, let's get into the game. So we're going to go uh, NFC first. Uh, we got the Packers playing against the Bucks. Uh, we're briefly just going to touch on uh, last week's games and just kind of, you know, talk about what happened. The Packers beat the Rams uh, by two touchdowns. You know, Rams hung in there for most of the game, but Packers are just a better team. Um, too many mistakes, too many penalties. Um, there was an Aaron Donald uh, unnecessary roughness call that just killed us. And that led to a Packers touchdown, you know, which you can't afford against a good team like that on the road. Um, and then there was a huge, uh, you know, long touchdown to, I think it was Valdez. Uh, and that kind of broke the game open. And I feel like that was only a matter of time because um, there were so many deep balls where uh, Rodgers was just short or the receivers, like, you know, bounced off their hands. So I think it was only a matter of time before they hit one of those deep passes. But, yeah, Reese, what did you see? Yeah, I mean, this one to me was just like kind of the better team going out there and winning, you know, I don't think that, I mean, yeah, you, you can definitely touch on a few plays, like, uh, especially late, like the Aaron Donald penalty and stuff that really hurt the Rams and hurt their chances and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, I mean, we said going into it, it had to be like a, probably a pretty legend, another pretty legendary performance by the defense. And I just, it, it just wasn't that, you know, like Aaron Rodgers and that offense just came out and they did what they wanted to do. Um, one thing that was interesting to me, like on the Packers side of the ball was um, their rushing attack. And I mean, getting in, when we get into like this week's game and stuff, I think it's going to be a pretty big factor and stuff is that they were kind of going crazy with all three running backs instead of just Aaron Jones feeding, uh, feeding him like real early. They were letting all three running backs, AJ Dillon, Jamal Williams, and Aaron Jones get, uh, get really involved. Um, and not just in the rushing game, but also the passing game. So I thought that was kind of interesting. It just kind of shows, uh, what kind of, like what kind of offense they're trying to be right now. So I don't know. I don't think that anything that the Rams really did in this one was, at fault you know their defense just didn't have an absolute legendary performance which isn't you know like nothing you can really fault them with um Aaron right. Donald missed a lot of time too with uh, some injuries and stuff so yeah he had a, a rib injury and I I think he clearly wasn't a hundred percent if it was a regular season game I, I feel like he wouldn't even played I think he would have had like you know maybe a week or two off because yeah he he looked like he was definitely in some pain didn't look yeah. like his, his normal self but um yeah. Yeah, you know, um, as a Rams fan, I gotta say, it, all things considered, it was a pretty solid season. You know, um, even though we didn't win the division, we knocked the Seahawks out of the playoffs, uh, made it to the divisional round. You know, um, yeah, I think it was a pretty solid season to be honest. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of questions with the Rams and Jared Goff and what they're gonna do there, but with Sean McVay at the helm and stuff, I think um, whether it's Goff moving forward or some other find that they can work out financially um I trust that they're gonna figure that out I think one of the huge things like even going into the very last game of the season against the Packers was Cam Akers and 
you know, you guys might have a little bit of a rushing attack to, to lean on next year. Um, and right. so I think that could be pretty big for the Rams. So. Yeah. And, um, you know, Daryl Henderson was uh, hurt towards the end of the season too, and he, mm-hmm. he's still going to be there next year. So yeah, seriously, um, he, he didn't even really, I don't think we really sh- saw what he was about this season. So mm-hmm. not, not completely. <laughs> yeah. So let's get into, um, um, let's, let's touch on the Buck Saints. So that game, you know, it was close throughout. Um, the Saints, you know, had a huge trick play, uh, thanks to Jameis. But, you know, I, I, I said this in the group message and on Twitter, I think, but their defense just just kept the kept the Bucks in the game, you know. Um, their offense wasn't playing great, but they forced turnovers. Um, you know, that fumble was huge uh, by Jared Cook. I think mm-hmm. uh, Devin White forced a fumble. Yep. Um, who had a monster game. Um, yeah, I was surprised. So, monster like, performance. Like he, it's only his second year in the league, um, and he looked like the you know the best defensive player out there. Second year in the league, and that was his first playoff game because he missed the last one out against the Redskins. So that yep. was a that was a first playoff performance for Devin White right there. Yeah, that just a, pre- he, pretty he, awesome. He took over that game. Um, and yeah, Reese, you must have been happy about that. Another LSU product. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was super stoked. Every single. I mean, I was rooting for Drew Brees and the Saints and stuff, and it was breaking my heart, but. Every time it happened, I turned to my mom. I was like, "Hey, that's an LSU guy right there. You can't be too sad about it." And he was he was stoked to be back in the Superdome. That was his first time. I think he said that was his first time playing back in uh, in Louisiana since uh, since he was a Tiger. So, yeah, that was just all around just a pretty awesome performance by him. So, yeah, um, he had a huge pick too uh, in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. which kind of sealed it. Um, yeah, but if that's Drew Brees' last game, you know. We talked about it, but yeah, just kind of an unfortunate way to go out. He clearly was battling a lot of injuries. Um, yeah, Reese, why don't you just talk about talk about Drew? Yeah, I mean, and I don't have it off the top of my head, but I saw something about like legendary quarterbacks to go out like their last perform their last game to go out with three picks, and it was like I think Joe Montana was on that list. And so, if it is Drew Brees' last game, yeah, it, it's definitely unfortunate. Um, to go out with that feeling. That's why I think it, he's definitely going to give it a lot of time. He's not going to make like an emotional reaction because right now I don't, I mean, I, I don't know about you right now. I don't know how he hangs it up. I know he had uh, a tough season and stuff, but he's, he's a competitor at heart. So I hope there's still something in him, um, especially for the Saints sake, because I don't know what they really do moving forward if they have to move forward with Jameis. I don't think that's that's a playoff team and stuff. So I don't know. Um, I think he's going to take the offseason. He's probably going to take a long time to decide. And I don't think it's going to be as uh, straightforward as people think uh, just because he's got the job lined up that he's going to take it, you know, because I think he sees a lot. He's seen a couple other guys go into the booth recently and regret it and come out like Greg Olson and stuff. So um, I just think he's going to take his time before uh, really making that decision. But um, Man, if that was his last game, that was uh, that was a pretty legendary. Even though it was only one ring on top of it, that was a pretty legendary career he had. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he was, you know, first and second uh, when he hung up. If he hangs it up, he'll be first and second and like touchdowns, completions, all sorts of things. So passing yards, de- yeah, passing yard. Oh yeah, of course, passing yards. Definitely, uh, definitely one of the greats of all time. So I have a lot of respect for that guy. Yeah, um, you know. Honestly, definitely one of the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. that um, we've seen in our lifetimes. You know, 
uh, and it's just one one Super Bowl appearance, one ring. Um, you know, same as Rogers. It kind of just shows how hard it is to win in the NFL. You know, with the yeah. just the way it's set up. You know, single elimination. Um, but yeah, um, really curious to see if he comes back. Um, and watching the game, it it made me wonder because um, Taysom Hill was hurt, um, and I was really curious, like you know, would Taysom Hill have made a difference, like mm-hmm. just being that X factor, you know? They were clearly ready to use the backup quarterback, whoever the hell it was going to be. So, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Bucks, Bucks defense. I think. I mean, just for this game in general, just Bucks defense had one of those great performances. Devin White in particular. So, um, I don't know, man. It's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting next week when they go up against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So. This game, um, I've been going back and forth all week. Uh, it, it's really been tough to call because, I, like, in the beginning of the week, I was, like, talking myself into Tampa Bay. I was like, you know, um, they're really on fire right now. Um, I'm pulling up a Fields Yates, Field Yates tweet. Um, he's an NFL insider on ESPN. Um, they've won six straight and averaging 35 points a game. So it seems like they've really clicked um, on offense and are figuring it out. But on the other side, you know, the Packers, who have seven straight wins, and five of those are 14 or more. So both of these teams are red hot. Um, you know, I just – I feel like I just have to give uh, a slight edge to Green Bay because they're playing at home. But, uh, you know, I'm still not decided. Like, I, I, it's very close margins. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm almost – I'm almost not even – I was hoping you weren't going to, like, make me, like, throw a pick <laughs> on, like, live, you know, like, put it on the books and stuff. So, um, I. I'm really torn on this one too, because I think, like I said, especially with that defensive performance last year, like, or last week, I'm, I'm ready for this team to kind of shake some things up. I I think they're going to be ready to play in Lambeau. Um, I know it's a really hard place to play fans or not, but um, it's, I don't know, man, I think this team's going to be ready to go. And I'm, I'm still not ready to bet against Tom Brady ever, but with Aaron Rodgers and how he's playing and stuff, it obviously makes a a pretty good case. Like, do you think like everyone wants to make the cases about like quarterback versus quarterback and obviously both of these matchups, but like, what are your keys for if the bucks are going to come into Lambeau, like outside of obviously Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. So uh, for me, uh, I have to say the defensive line, you know, they have to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Um, and not only that, they have to stop the run. Um, obviously those are two very tough tasks, but the Bucks are getting Vita Vea back. Who's their, their big defensive tackle. Um, and arguably their best defensive player on the team. So, um, he's going to be huge in stopping the run. So, you know, if they can, they've, they've been a good, uh, run defense all year. You know, we, we saw what, the the Packers run game did to the Rams last week, you know, um, mm-hmm. like you said, the three headed monster just, was so huge, but if they can contain the run, um, force Rodgers to throw, you know, um, I'm not going to say that they're going to, you know, give, but it's just like when you make a, an offense one dimensional like that, you know, it's so much easier mm-hmm. to cover. So yeah, yeah that, that has to be the key. If they're going to win this game, they have to stop the run for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, if you make Rodgers throw like 40 times in this game, I mean, yeah, you're obviously putting the hands, you're putting the ball in the hands of, the best player on your team, but it, it, again, like you said, it's one dimensional. So, and you bring a great point about that defensive line. Not only getting Vita Vea back, but 
a um, little bit of history between Dominican Sue and right. Rogers. Um, like Rogers been on the record saying that the relationship is not cordial at all since their time uh, between the Lions and Packers battles over the years. So, yeah, I think, I mean, I think Dan Patrick said it on his talk show um, earlier this week where he, <laughs> like, and Dominican Sue might go into that huddle at one point and say, hey, guys, like, I'm going to give up 15 yards right now. You know, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to put a lick on Aaron Rodgers right now, you know? And it's, yeah. Like that's I mean, the that's type so, of player he is. Yeah. It's yeah, the type of player he is and it's the type of game and I'm sorry, but the bucks are the type of team that they're going to, they're going to, they're going to get fueled off a, a play like that, you know? And if it's, if it's worth the risk, I don't, I don't see him holding back, you know, he's going to go after Aaron. He's going to let him know that he's uh He's ready to play. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. But um, also, Jones and Fournette for me, um, last week they were able to get a lot, a lot of good stuff on the ground um, against the Saints. And they were like, it was pretty much one of the most balanced uh, attacks that the Bucks had. I think I had it. Yeah. They had 35 rushes and 37 passes last week. So it was one of the most balanced attacks that they had all season. Mm-hmm. And, um, if they can get them rushing again and like really rolling the ball and then obviously you kind of have Tom Brady doing what he wants, then it's, it's scary to have Tom Brady in, I mean, now an NFC championship game playing the way that he wants to play, especially with a good defense who, who can show up. So. Right. Um, yeah. The running attack, I have to agree is so big. We saw um, it felt like last week, Jones and Fournette were making like, a big play every time that the Bucks needed it, you know, whether mm-hmm. it was like getting a key first down, um, Fournette caught a touchdown pass too. Yep. And, and they didn't have Ronald Jones for the game against Washington. And he's, uh, he's, I think he's honestly been one of the more underrated running backs this whole season. Like he's had a, a really nice year. Um, and that, that Green Bay run defense is not good at all. You know, they've been getting torched all season. So if, um, if Jones and Fournette have a big game, you know, um, I really think that the Bucks are going to steal this one. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and you bring up a great point about the the Green Bay's rushing defense because, I mean, I've heard a lot all week. I've been hearing all the stuff about the last five weeks and, you know, what the Green Bay's rush defense has done the last five weeks. And, yeah, the, the stats are good and they've gotten a lot better, but this is still in my mind it's like when I look at these two teams like the Bucks defense versus the Green Bay defense I'm like I still think that there's holes in this Green Bay defense even though they played a lot better and they give you a little bit more confidence like I'm not saying it would be a shocker if they you know keep Jones and Fournette under 100 yards in this game but it also wouldn't blow my mind if uh if they kind of had their way with it out there so especially in Lambeau like they're definitely going to out there like hard and early going to be rushing that ball so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be real interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm just pulling up uh, rushing stats f- by defense. I, I got the last five weeks. If you want them, I got uh, Green Bay's rushing stats over the last five games. They were they were 11th in the NFL um, with 4.38 yards per carry and 109 rushing yards per game, and that was against Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, and Derrick Henry. Okay. All of them are top five in either rushing yards or yards per carry. Okay. So. Nice. Good stuff, Reese. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be another tough test against two really good running backs. Um, Fournette looks looks really good, to be honest. Uh, he's had two good games in a row now, um, and they're also a threat in the air too. So mm-hmm. uh, the Bucks aren't gonna have AB. Um, you think that's like a big loss, or like I think they can manage without him. 
Yeah, I mean, it is, but at the same time, I mean, Tom Brady's Tom Brady's got it done with guys in the past. Um, AB came in, gosh, I'm I'm blanking on the white boy's name that he came in and took a lot of touches away from early Scotty in the Miller? season. Who? Scotty Miller? Yes, thank you, Scotty Miller. Um, because he, he's kind of taken a back backseat since AB came around. And it's like, dude, Tom Brady with a small little white guy in a championship mm-hmm. game. Like, <laughs> I don't You've know, man. Before, yeah. yeah, I was just saying. And honestly, he, he's got these tight ends. We saw Cameron Brake come alive um, last weekend. He's got obviously still got Gronk. So it, he's got a lot of options. So, no, I don't think that that's a huge miss. Um, I don't think AB was going to be like uh, the X factor in this game. So I, I don't think that that's going to hurt them too much. I don't think anyone's going to say, oh, it's because AB wasn't there that they lost this game. So, <laughs> yeah, like, um, you know, wide receiver is probably the position where they're like most stacked at. So, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with that take. Um, and, and like you said, uh, with Fournette, like Fournette caught that touch, you said he caught that touchdown pass last week. So it's mm-hmm. like, and that's not a guy, like, that's, you know, that's your, that's your power back that you would kind of think about, you know, like, I guess he, he is a pass catcher or he can become a pass catcher, but you would kind of expect Ronald Jones to be more of that role, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I or think my- Ronald Jones was mostly the pass catcher. I think he's better yeah. at pass catching too because Fournette drops a lot of balls. Um, but, you know, having two guys who can do both is such a huge advantage for your team. Yeah, so I mean, both of these offenses last week getting both running back or all their running backs involved in everything, it's just like that just opens up the offense. Smart thing to do. And when you get two goats like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, it's like this is going to be such a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, both of these teams played each other in like week six and the, t- the Bucks blew them out. Um, you know, a lot of people are saying just to, you know, throw the game out, it doesn't really mean anything because the Saints beat the Bucks twice in the regular season um, and then they obviously lost uh, last week. So how much stock, if at all, do you want to take into that week six game? Um, I mean, I think you need to take some of it. I don't think that you can just throw it out, you know, like, especially just because of the whole Saints Bucks situation. Like I'm sure heading into that week, the Bucks were studying the heck out of those games, you know, and same with the Packers right now. So um I mean, I think you need to hold some stock in it. You need to go back, look at that game. I mean, for me, the Packers, it, it was it was a couple plays that really changed that game. And a couple, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers had a couple interceptions in that game. And since then, he's been playing lights out. So I don't know. I, I think you need to wait. You need to focus way more on the teams right now and the teams that you're looking at right now. And I don't know. When I do that, I, I look at the, you know, offense versus offense, defense versus defense, all that kind of stuff. And it's like, truthfully, like, I almost want to give Bucks a slight edge because of that. But Aaron Rodgers at home in Lambeau with the second ring on the line, it's like, I don't know, man. I, I don't see, I don't see, not that I don't see the Packers losing this game, but I'm going to go with the Packers because of that reason. Like, that's like my X factor, I guess. Yeah. So you're going with the Packers? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. a, I'm a, I'm gonna put myself on the record as the Packers. Okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it when I look at offense versus offense, I'm kind of even. I know people want to look at special teams. I'm not a special teams master. I don't know who's gonna win that one, but defense versus defense, I do give Bucks a slight edge, but um, Packers being the home team, and yeah, like I said, Rogers at home. So yeah, what about this, you? Is, this is so hard. Like 
everything we talked about, you know, we, we basically laid out a path for the Bucks to win this game, you know, which is very possible, you know. If mm-hmm. we other walk out of Lambo with the win, you know, I don't think either one of us would be really surprised. Yeah. But it just feels like they have to play almost perfect to beat the Packers in Lambo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to just give the Packers a slight edge. Like, I think it's going to be a really close game, like 30-27 or something. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would almost be, I mean, truthfully, like, you're going to need one of the, like, <laughs> how many times on this podcast have we talked about a team needing a legendary performance from the <laughs> defense? But. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if if the Bucks win this game, I just think that we're going to be going crazy about the defense and stuff. I mean, Tom Brady's just going to do what he wants to do, and I think that defense, if anything, is going to be the biggest key for them. But yeah, I, I'm glad we both got Aaron Rodgers because I, I need I need him with a chance at his second ring, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, head to the AFC. We got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills. Um, the Bills, they beat the Ravens the week before in what was a really, really low-scoring game, a uh, defensive battle. Um, the Ravens were marching down the field to tie the game. Uh, Lamar threw a pick six in the end zone, um, which basically, you know, flipped the game. And, and you know, it just felt like uh, the, the Ravens were, were just not going to come back. Uh, great defensive performance. Lamar gets hurt uh, with a concussion. And then you have Huntley come in. Uh, but, yeah, Reese – really low scoring defensive game um talk about the bills and like you know what did you see from them in that one yeah i mean truthfully the bills didn't uh, they didn't wow me in this game i was expecting i mean obviously neither of these teams really did but um i think we were all kind of expecting a little bit of a shootout in this one um and hoping for a shootout hoping for two electric quarterbacks to show what they were all about and at the end of the day, we're talking about one of them throwing a pick six um, as the deciding factor. So um, because of that, it was a little eh, for me, but for the Bills, I mean, I think it's huge that they were able to do what they were able to do against uh, like defensively against that Ravens offense who was kind of clicking as of recently. So um, I think that's something moving forward that, you know, they can build on and go in against another electric offense, a way more electric offense um, in Kansas city. So I'm just hoping to see more out of the run game because it it cannot be all Josh Allen all the time. Um, You can't, I know he's quarterback and I know it's the most important player on the field, but you got to have, you got to have a team around him. And as you mentioned earlier, you cannot be one dimensional, expect to win. So um I think defensively, there's stuff to uh, stuff to be proud of, and offensively, there's uh, there's some work to be done for the Bills. Yeah, I feel um, they lost Zach Moss, and so you know when you have Josh Allen, you know running and scrambling, you you have so much risk for injury. Uh, like we saw with Mahomes last week, uh, so Singletary definitely has to take some of that load off for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, so the 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 good sign for me was that. Uh, it showed me that Buffalo could win in more than one ways. You know, that they don't have to, like, win in a shootout. They can, like, grind it out and play a defensive game. Um, I think that's a mark of a good team when you can win in multiple ways. Um, but, yeah, it, let's go to the Chiefs game. Um, you know, that game was really weird because Mahomes goes out with the injury. I think it was, like, what, the third quarter or something? Um, yeah. like the second or third quarter. Uh, the Browns make a bit of a comeback. Um, 
but they ultimately fall short. Chad Henney has a, you know, a crazy run on third down. And then uh, Andy Reid goes for it on fourth down. They convert. So, yeah, th- this Chiefs team, like, the, over the last, um, you know, however many weeks, it felt it feels like they haven't really, like, you know, put their foot all the way on the gas. But, you know, they're just, they still uh, grind out wins. Um, mm-hmm. They're 11-1 and one since week six. Um, and their only loss was week 17 when they were resting the starters. So, you know, they, they just still managed to win games. But I think they just – if there's any knock, it's just that they haven't, I guess, really been blowing teams out as we would expect. Yeah, which is, I guess, just a testament to how good this team is, <laughs> really, at the end of the day. Because, like you just said about the Bills, like, that they're proving who they are. And, you know, we're proud of them for – you know, winning in a different way, which I think is a fantastic point that I didn't really think about with them. But for the Chiefs, when they do win in different ways, it's more of like, hey, why aren't you, why aren't you blowing teams out like you normally do? You know, so it's right. like, I mean, this team is really for, I think, especially with a backup quarterback going in there and, you know, those coaches doing what they did all the way through with him, um, even through him uh, throwing that interception. So, I don't know, man. This Chiefs team is impressive. They're it's the Kings in my mind of uh, a dynasty because, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like back in the day when when Matt Castle steps in for Tom Brady, and it's like who like nobody really. Not that they don't miss a beat, but it's obviously a different team. But um, I don't know, man. Um, I'm kind of scared of this team. Seeing what I did, I think Cleveland, like when Pat Mahomes went out and stuff, I was like, oh my god, like. This is all like right there on the table for Baker Mayfield to make this happen, especially after he had that touchdown uh, in the fourth quarter. So, or in the third quarter, and the Chiefs still get it done. So, I don't know, man. If anything, it was almost like more. It scares me more for this team seeing that. Like it, it wasn't anything like, oh, they're not blowing people out. Like I don't know. It, I'm almost more scared of this team after this uh this uh victory that they had last week mm-hmm. yeah so th- this is gonna be a really you know really great game i think the matchup that we've all wanted to see and i'm really glad mahomes is playing um yeah you know, me too i don't know we don't know how uh healthy he is you know only he knows that um and even like we saw his uh he's having some foot problems too like his foot looks injured too he was kind of limping around before he he had his concussion so, you know, we'll see how that plays uh, on Sunday. That's but, a great point, actually. I don't – I haven't heard much about that. You know, yeah, they, they, have they you haven't talked about his foot a whole lot? I don't think so because, like, the focus has been, you know, on his concussion and, like, if he was going to play or not. Um, but, yeah, I just – I like, you know, a, a big part of his game is being mobile, you know, getting outside of the pocket, making his uh, crazy throws. So, you know, really interesting to see how that plays into – uh, the game tomorrow, and, like, you know, can the Bills contain him at all? Like, the defense, you know, they had a good showing last week, you know, but how much of that was the Ravens' uh, offense not clicking properly, you know? But we should definitely give credit to the Bills' defense. It, it's just that they've been so inconsistent all season. Like, I, I don't really know what to make of them and, like, if they can contain, uh, you know, Kansas City's offense on the road. Like, that's a big ask. Like yeah. If the like it just feels like a shootout to me. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, if the only way they win this game in my mind is a shootout, like um, it's just gonna have to be like kind of team with the last possession, you know. And Josh Allen just makes the play. He makes the the pass to Stephon Diggs or something like that. But 
like I think trying to get into the nitty gritty and trying to you know oh let's let's look at their weaknesses and let's attack it's like dude like Bill's just got it on both sides of the ball what do you do best and go out and do it perfectly you know like I think even though (laughs) I think there's a there's a lot to worry about with uh, the Bills passing defense against tight ends. They're, they've been atrocious all season. I got a bunch of stats down for them where they're 31st uh, in the league in yards allowed to tight ends and 32nd uh, in receptions to opposing tight ends. And Kelsey is oh, wow. first in yards per game, receptions per game, and touchdowns. <laughs> so you got best against worst here. And it's like – I'm almost worried that the Bills are going to like, yeah, like you have to come out and you got to do what you can against Kelsey, obviously, but you can't focus everything on, okay, like, like we got to get our, you know, we got to get better against the tight end. You know, we got to do this. It's like, you got a lot of guys who can play football on that, um, that Kansas city offense. So, and you got Clyde Edwards, Alaire coming back healthy this week. So I'm, um, I would, if I'm Bills, you just look at what you do best, whatever it is on both sides of the ball, and you just try to go out and do it. Um, and you hope that Josh Allen just has a, an absolute legendary performance. You know, mm-hmm. you brought Stephon Diggs in for this exact moment. So right. hopefully it all pays off. Yeah. Um, you know, he's had an amazing season. Um, he's going to need another incredible game. Um, you know, I'm actually leaning towards the Bills. Um, I just. I just really feel like they can pull off the upset. The Chiefs defense hasn't really, you know, impressed me at all. Um, and I think Stefan Diggs is going to have a huge game against that secondary. Uh, you know, we sh- we saw Baker. Baker was had a, a really good game, you know, besides that interception that he threw. Um, that was, you know, probably his worst pass of the day. But I think that they can definitely move the ball and score points on this uh, Chiefs defense. Um, and if the defense can just hang in there, you know, uh, like in the red zone, just make some touchdowns into field goals. Like, I think they can definitely steal this one because the Bills' offense is that good, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And they've, you know, they've had like a magical season, and I, I think they're just gonna pull out another one. No, I mean, I think you, I think you bring up a good point about the Bills' offense just being that good. Like, for the Browns, it came down to like going into that game. Everybody said that this game cannot fall on Baker's shoulders, you know, as long as this game does not fall on Baker's shoulders, then they, they could be all right. You know, just Baker's just got to do his little things correctly. And towards the end of the game, it was Baker having to make the play Baker having to do the thing. And I love the guy, but, and I don't think that he choked under pressure or anything like that, but he didn't, he, <laughs> I'm not going to be harsh and say that against him, but I mean, he didn't come up in that moment. And yeah, he, Okay, shit, I'll say it. He choked, you know, <laughs> and he threw, he threw the interception when it absolutely, like, you know, it was critical not to. So um, with Josh Allen coming into this game against the Chiefs, and if he's put in <clears throat> in a similar situation, I trust Josh Allen to show up, you know, especially with the season that he's had and the confidence that he's uh, – the momentum that he's bringing into this game. So, yeah, I mean, if this comes back and forth, offense versus offense um, – to me, I think the Bills' offense has been more methodical and more electric all season, and um, in that case, it could be a pretty dangerous game for Kansas City. So I, I don't think you're—I honestly don't think you're insane for for saying that. But I'm also a Broncos fan, so I can't—I <laughs> probably shouldn't be the best person to ask. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I do have the Chiefs winning in this game personally, but um, 
I mean, a legendary Josh Allen performance would be would be something that I am absolutely rooting for at the end of the day. So yeah, um, you know, yeah, like this Bills team has been so fun to watch. Um, hmm. He's been able to pull out victories, uh, eleven and one since Week Seven, which is the best in the NFL. Um, Chiefs are obviously eleven and one since Week Seven, so Week Six. Yeah, it's just two two of the best teams in the league, and you know, it it's something just like you know we don't know how healthy Mahomes is. Like, I feel like you know we could be in for an upset tomorrow. We'll see. So you got Bills Packers in the Super Bowl. Bills Packers, I do. Dude, I love that. You got Bills Packers, and I got Chiefs Packers. That's a fun one. I I love love the. This is my, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. This is just this weekend. I mean, Championship Sunday specifically is probably one of my favorite uh, sports days of the year um, outside of like actual, like, you know, championship games and stuff like that, like Super Bowl Sunday and, and NBA finals and stuff like that. So um, yeah. I, I'm excited for whoever it's going to be, whether it's like a Devin White or Josh Allen, kind of a new guy on the scene or one of the old guys uh, solidifying themselves in NFL history. But we're going to have something absolutely legendary to talk about on the next podcast. So that, that just gets me super excited. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I'm right there with you. Championship Sunday, uh, it's, you know, you got teams know what's on the line it's for a ticket to go to the Super Bowl, you know, um, mm-hmm. and it's usually the best teams. So. Yeah, I'm hoping for two really good games tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think in the past we've had not only some like Cinderella teams, but just some teams where we're like, ah, like I don't know if they deserve to be there on, right. you know, in the conference championship. And I think truly, like, regardless of what seed they they ended up with going into the playoffs, these are the two best teams at the end of the year. Um, maybe not what we expected at the beginning of the season, but definitely. Um, at the end of the season, probably the two best teams in the – or four best teams in the NFL, I'm sorry. So two mm-hmm. best matchups we could hope for, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to that tomorrow. Uh, anything else, please, before we wrap it up? Um, no, I mean, I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited to talk about them with you, and hopefully we'll get, a, we'll get one out earlier next week. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Agree with that. You know, we well, we we're gonna have time because we have two weeks until the Super Bowl. So. Oh, I, oh, you're absolutely right. We're gonna we're gonna have a lot of content coming before the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, so we can do like a a recap of the games, and then closer to the Super Bowl, we can have another uh, preview for the for the Super Bowl. Perfect. Perfect. I'm excited. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, as always, appreciate you guys listening. Reese, thanks for being on. Uh, you can follow us on our socials, DJ Sports Podcast. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, be sure to reach us for questions at djsportspod at gmail.com. And we'll catch you guys next time talking about the Super Bowl. Peace.